0: Breakers, welcome back it's been a hell of a long time and a hell of a year but i'm your host Zane tomich i'm back we're back we've had some reshuffling i wouldn't say we completely canceled things that's a bit of a strong term i would say we were more on a hiatus and rightfully so in light of the last year and a bit but um just to update you We're back with all kinds of content, starting with our podcast, which you're familiar with. But instead of just having a sports-heavy podcast, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things, lots of personal stories, lots of general interests, having interesting people on. And if anybody has interesting stories they want to share with us, contact me, contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce, you guys know him from the last episodes that we've had in the past my best friend brennan brem huber hey brem
1: hello welcome back it's good to have you back back from the hiatus thank you so much yes i'm excited man i've been i've been waiting i've been waiting and uh eagerly eagerly uh watching things and just trying to stay positive during this crazy time and i know we've started this thing you and i you the first time you invited me on was dead center in the heart of this pandemic and we're still in it (laughs) i know here we are doing another uh podcast first one in how many months
0: oh it's been several i lost track and yet here we are you know like speaking in general terms in the past in our last episode together not knowing when the hell this thing was going to be over with and here we are a year later, and we're still here.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been through, you know, we started hockey and everything too, and that got canceled, that got shut down. Been in and out of work, in and out of anything really. It's just been like nothing's set in stone. So here we are again over FaceTime. You've been here, you've been to my house a couple of times, you've hung out, you thought it was all kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and now here we are back again <laughs> on
0: FaceTime. Oh, I know. You you really hit the nail on the hammer there with uh, the hockey aspect. Boy oh boy, we we had a good season going there. A good group of guys, the Pipeliners, CCRHL. Yeah. I think we had some good momentum going through the whole series, and not series, I should say, the season. What were we like, five or yeah. six games in, or something like that? Like that, that was a good t- group of guys we had.
1: Yeah, it was a good group. Yeah, it was a really fun time, and I do miss it. I miss the exercise. I miss seeing the guys. The it was a great start to the season and now
0: here we are. The hardest Can't part The hardest part too, I think, is having so much time off from this. Like like I, who knows if we're actually gonna play the rest of the season. I would hope we get some kind yeah. of like compensation or refund or even I, I don't even want the money. I just want to play my hockey game. So if you push us into the summer or something, I don't care. I just wanna play hockey.
1: Yes. Yeah, I just finish up the season in the summer or something. That'd be great.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Hopefully having hockey and golf?
1: Yeah, it would be great, man. It would be so great. So, fingers crossed for something like that.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Have you been watching much hockey lately so far?
1: I have. Um, I found it a bit of a struggle early on because, as you know, the Oilers haven't looked exactly how we maybe imagined they would. I didn't know what to expect this year, but uh, I will say it's been, for lack of a better term, a slow start with them.
0: You know, that's. I feel like that's just the same old story though like every year it's like we're expecting too much perhaps at the wrong times i'm not panicking by any means we're like a few games in they always have a way of turning it up at the right time so to speak and last year what's that
1: i will just say that the divisions the way they're laid out this year it is incredibly fun to watch every night feels like a playoff game
0: yeah i like the layout of the divisions for sure but i don't like the non-crowd aspect. It's really hard, and I couldn't even imagine as a player. I mean, it's easy as a NHL player to get into it because you're playing in the NHL, but mm-hmm. just, just the dynamic yeah. of playing in front of thousands of fans, you need that momentum to really like kickstart you big time. And I think it's really going to lack yeah. that uh, element moving forward if it's going to be fanless games.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it is... like I can't even imagine a time where we do get a crowd again. You know, it was so long.
0: Well, I know that Arizona's allowing a small capacity as well as Florida, but I mean, Flo- I did see that. Yeah, Florida's kind of maxed out at their average anyways. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, exactly. Small crowds, small crowds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as
1: far as watching the game, I've been able to, we're getting a few more American games too. Like I've seen Boston a lot this year. Um, I've seen Buffalo Buffalo's had a better start than I thought they would They look good
0: Yeah they look alright, Taylor Hull's Fit in as usual, I hope he can kind of break that Curse somewhat this year, every team he goes To it seems like he just has like a run of bad luck And he can never like either crack the playoffs Or go far in the playoffs
1: Yeah no kidding hey eh? And I mean is Buffalo going to be the team that goes Far in the playoffs, I'm thinking no As of right now, but when I heard He was going to Buffalo I thought Wow that's Definitely not the team I
0: thought I would go to. Interesting choice for sure, and I love their their jerseys now. How they went back to the original royal blue. I think the Oilers should do the same thing. I think the Oilers should ditch those orange jerseys.
1: Oh, I agree. And uh, Colorado, did you see their
0: jerseys too? That those helmets are sharp, hey? The blue ones. Oh,
1: sharp! Yeah, I love the look. So love it. Yeah, it's good. I think that uh, we've had a few
0: surprises this year, and we're in for a good season to watch. Yeah, for sure. Fingers crossed. I, I have my hopes up still. Like It's early. We, the teams hit snags in the beginning, So and the Oilers still look good on paper anyways. It's just if their goaltending can shape up a little bit and their defense tighten up, I think things will be okay. Yeah, for sure.
1: And my dad actually mentioned one thing today about the Oilers' power play that I didn't really ever put a finger on yet anyways, and that's that this is the first time we've seen a right-hand a right shot, uh, kind of quarterbacking that power play.
0: With Barry? In a long time, yes. And I just mentioned to him, I said, you know, Tyson hasn't looked as strong as I would
1: have thought he would early on. But he mentioned, you know, that's the first time that the Oilers have had that quarterback on the power play, that right-hand shot.
0: Yeah, him and Slater Cuckoo, they've been real pleasant surprises so far.
1: Yeah, Cuckoo's great. Yeah. I think he's, he's a big guy, Hey, eh? Hard-nosed hockey players. So that's nice
0: to see. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually also curious from like an economical standpoint, just how with everything going on, this is going to affect the NHL financially mm-hmm. and ec- economically. You, you see, and not just with the NHL, like even with, with all kinds of businesses and different sports leagues, everybody essentially, you can see the NHL taking different measures with um, revenue um, by putting advertisement on the upper glass of the boards now and on the helmets of the players, you know, they're taking desperate yeah. measures, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. And the, the NHL is taking a
1: loss this year for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Uh, there's like, there's no doubt about it. And I think, you know, they're doing blackouts in certain areas, right? And people are complaining about that. Not the time to complain about a blackout. The NHL is already taking a loss. So I think that the fact that we can even watch the games is, uh,
0: Yeah, no question. Which kind of leads me into our next topic here a little bit, Brem, with with the movie situation. I'm really curious what the future holds for cinema and actually going to the theater to watch a movie. What do you expect? What's the layout going to be like?
1: Yeah, that's the ultimate question, right? That's a great question. I think that with the whole situation here with what we're going through, And Warner Brothers being the first to kind of plunge into this pandemic with releasing movies at home premieres. I think we're going to see that in the future. I think that's kind of the future of the way things are going. And will theaters remain open? Well, that's the question, right? I think that they will. And I think that the hardcore moviegoer is going to go and see those movies.
0: I think it's a no-brainer that I would say most of the population actually enjoys physically going to the movies. I couldn't imagine yeah. a world where you can't go see a movie. I don't I don't have any fun waiting for a premiere to appear online and watching it alone at my house. The whole point is nope. having a cinematic experience. Your popcorn, it, it's an experience in itself. You and I love that stuff. I don't know how you could get rid of that. There's, it's easier said than done. I know... You have to really consider all the economics and the finances and the numbers and crunch it together. But let's face it, uh, even before the pandemic, it wasn't exactly cheap to go see a movie at Cineplex to begin with.
1: No, nope, it sure wasn't. Um, I think uh, this is going to be a shock to them. And it's, it's going to force them to make this a little bit better for people to go and see these movies. Make it
0: more affordable, make it more appealing once it does start up again. There's obviously some big shuffling going in the movie industry and how they're going to present it to people.
1: For sure. And the thing to remember, too, is these filmmakers, they don't make these movies to be watched at home. They make these movies to be watched in the cinema.
0: They make them on this big scale so that people can go and experience it that way. Yeah, no question. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I, don't, I hope it doesn't become one of those things like you see in Edmonton on uh, White Ave there and uh, a couple other places where you have the old kind of landmark theaters where you can go see old movies and have like the old style theater. I hope it doesn't become like that where you can just have like a once in a blue moon experience to go see a movie because there's so few still open. I just hope that that's not what we're headed down. Yeah, you know, I I think of like video stores like Blockbuster, you know, I think of I think of that, and I thought to myself when I was a kid,
1: we're never going to see the end of something like this. And sure enough, we did, didn't we? Yeah, like, we did. There's, there was one blockbuster left open, um, and I think it just closed recently, like 2020. It closed, so that's that's a scary thought for me personally. Because I, you know, the, the cinema experience for me—that's the ultimate night out. I love that stuff. So they, if they do kind of push towards at-home releases, they do kind of what hbo max is planning on doing with their uh combination release so they're going to release it on hbo max as well as in theaters and so long as they're doing that you can have the option to go i hope that's
0: kind of the future i gotta say i was really pumped when you texted me the confirmation that Zack snyder's snyder cut justice league was going to be a four hour long actual movie instead of some rinky dinky miniseries
1: I, I absolutely love that news too. I couldn't be more excited.
0: When is that releasing again? You have the right date.
1: It's well, I don't know for sure, but it's going to be late March. And the marketing for the trailer and the um, all of the content is going to be released starting in February. Early February is when uh, the Snyder Cut marketing kicks off. So it's it's really close. It's really soon, and we're gonna. Open up a whole other world
0: with that Can you believe we are where we are with that? Was that even a a Thought in your brain when the first Justice League theatrical release With Joss Whedon Was released? Did you think at all We were ever going to see Snyder's vision again? I I was Totally written off with that, there was just no way That was going to happen, but now here we are The Snyder Cut finally coming out I
1: know, and To hardcore fans, this is the ultimate victory, isn't it? These, these, it's the fans that had it pushed and made it happen. Um, I think it's a huge triumph, and I think it's like we're witnessing kind of history in cinema because of it. Like, Snyder went through family tragedy, and the outcome of this, he's able to get his own justice in his Justice League movie, you know? It's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, it's inspiring to see, especially when we get to see our favorite actors playing our favorite heroes again. I'm honestly really happy to see Batfleck and Henry Cavill and those guys don their their capes oh, yeah. again. It's gonna be interesting.
1: Oh, and four hour movie. That's an event. That's an event. You have to. I I hope that it's you know the world is secure enough that you can come over and sit down and we can watch that thing.
0: Oh, I know. Together, I agree. Order some donairs from Basha.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just have a a full night with it, because it's going to be something, man. I I can't even begin to tell you how different of a movie that's going to be. Like, I just keep seeing more and more about it and, you know, the vision that Snyder had, and it's going to be so cool.
0: I'm honestly never going to forget that night. This wasn't long ago. I think it was end of August, beginning of September when the, uh, the Batman trailer with Robert Pattinson came out and Mm -hmm. the very first, I I wish I would have started Shatter the Glass YouTube. Then I honest to God, wish we could have captured on video and posted your and mine reaction to watching that trailer. You were pretty much in a, in a tear. You had at least one tear Uh streamed down your face and yeah, I looked that, I looked at you in just utter awe and it was like, What the hell did we just watch? That was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah
1: that's that's an experience I've never had. <laughs> never in my life have I had that watching a trailer. That was uh some kind of excitement. Overwhelmed with excitement. Overwhelmed. <laughs> and it was it was just even better that you were there too and we experienced it together and live and it was just—it all happened so fast. And it's just unbelievable.
0: We we loved it so much that we made a friggin' song cover of "Something in the Way." <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Yeah, we tackled that song because it just, like you always say, it hit the it hit the nail on the hammer there.
0: <laughs> so. Oh, and by, and by the way, which reminds me, um, the "Something in the Way" you can find that on both of our SoundClouds and also on my instagram at ztomich and uh yeah i just it birthed a whole new love for not only batman watching that trailer but even that nirvana song something in the way like it was it was so cool to listen to that song and how they spliced it into just this batman theme like it just gave me chills yeah exactly um yeah it gave
1: a whole new meaning to that song for me you know i like I can't even think about the Batman yet. I've kind of distanced myself from that whole realm of that hype because it's so far away now. They pushed the date twenty twenty two. That was really disappointing for me. And I know you too, you had mentioned I just I was really excited for October twenty twenty one. And when they pushed it back, I remember I was pretty discouraged. And I haven't actually watched the trailer. I've stayed away from all the news and everything about it because it was just too much. I'm too excited about it, so.
0: With all due respect...
1: Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut is my number one right
0: now. With all due respect to the fact that life happens and you encounter problems that you just have to deal with. You can't plan as good as you wish you could to counteract those problems you just deal with it as it comes it's easy for us to say because we're not on set but to have a delay that long into 2022 to me that's almost like a risky play I mean nobody's gonna be disinterested I'm I'll be interested as much as I am now as I will be in 2022 because I love the character in Batman and DC that much as I'm sure you do too Brim but um that's still a risky move to keep people waiting that long because like it or not, and like I just said, life happens. Just what if, you know, 22 comes around and it's a long time to wait.
1: Oh, it is, yeah. 100%. It's, uh, it was the same kind of thing with the Snyder Cut, too, when they announced episodes. So this is kind of working against the Snyder Cut, in my opinion. And I hate to say this because I really do support it, right? But... For the casual moviegoer, the limited series thing was a really good idea because people are going to tune in for one hour episodes. They're not going to tune in for a four hour movie. But for you and I <laughs> and the rest of these fans, these hardcore fans, the four hour movie was the only choice. And guess what? This movie is being released for those fans. It's not being released for the general public. I'm just, I'm excited about it, but I think that the four hour cut is a bold move. Um, and, yeah, I hope that people do tune in so that we can see more of this in the future.
0: I agree. I think it is it is a bold move to release a four-hour film, but when you have that name behind it, it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because you had the fan base. It was like Lord of the Rings. I know you don't like Lord of the Rings yeah. very much, but, uh, you know, or Star Wars, yeah. for example, too. Like, these are really big money names, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think people would actually prefer a long version of that. Right off the bat.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. And the Lord of the Rings movies, they had incredible success. Mm-hmm.
0: And they were long movies, really long. It's a good marketing tactic. I don't like the Riverdale sure. sort of uh, scheme where where they literally tease the living hell out of you every episode and then it always ends with a hook or a cliffhanger and you got to wait until next week or sometimes months. Like the, the recent episode uh, for season five, just dropped this week and how long do we wait for that to like several months there was obviously the coronavirus hiatus but uh that's yeah. a long time to wait for these unanswered questions oh well, for sure but yeah um, definitely all part of the master plan i'm sure right we have to just kind of sit there and wait unfortunately that's just how it works
1: <laughs> yeah what are your thoughts on the snyder cut how it's being released in the uh longer Screen instead of the wide screen, they're cutting off the screen so that they can take the full shot of what he shot. He, they're putting out everything that he shot, hmm. so it's going to be like you're going to get like six or eight inches more of a shot in each one of these CGI shots that he took. So you're going to see the full background
0: and everything. Interesting.
1: Any I mean, any thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I, I guess it would be interesting i mean i'm not really uh opposed to anything at this point after the abomination that we watched with the original version with whedon so anything that you tell me that's different i'm gonna be excited about it's not gonna matter (laughs) you can tell me oh there's this new guy playing this other character who we never even heard of and i'll still be pumped because everything is brand new and it's completely different of the original
1: yeah you hear uh That Walter uh, Hameda guy, he's the executive director or head producer, whatever he is, of Warner Brothers. Like, he's a high-up, like, bigwig. He actually said in a recent interview with New York Times, he said that the Snyder Cut is a cul-de-sac, he called it. So there's no end in sight, essentially what he meant. Like, it, it ends with this movie. Like, they're not planning on developing a future with Snyder. He said...
0: Interesting. And then
1: Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, you know who that is, eh? Hey? Yep. The guy who does the Fat Man podcast and stuff? Yeah, clerks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He came out and said, if Warner Brothers is planning to not expand this universe any further, why are they releasing the Snyder Cut? And I can tell you this, I've seen the Snyder Cut, and it does not end in a cul-de-sac.
0: It very much, Snyder leaves the door open for the next film. Not Kevin Smith, but the guy before that that you just mentioned, someone who I've never yeah. heard of, just kind of comes out on a limb here and just says this nonsense that I've heard very little of, and I've heard more of expansion, not it ending here. So to put value on that guy's words right now would be kind of zero for me. I'm, I'm kind of more endorsing Kevin Smith's input um, just yeah. because of who he is and kind of the message he's peddling, which has been the majority Of what I've been hearing so I can't really dismiss the future (laughs) yeah
1: for sure Um,
0: exciting stuff though
1: thoughts on Ray Fisher who's cyborg obviously Um, I just wanted to say quickly that he's been fired from the Flash movie I don't know if you've heard this news or not but just recently he was let go of the Flash movie and that's Warner Brothers pushing back on him for his recent comments on Twitter and stuff just Outing these guys like Joss Whedon and the guys who are completely unprofessional on set, big heads of DC and Warner Brothers, like, it's a, a racist and sexist community that these people are, like, making films for. Like, when Snyder left, these guys came in and acted completely unprofessional on set and were racist and were sexist towards Wonder Woman and towards Gal and all those scenes. Like, there were scenes that Gal completely refused to shoot like the scene where flash ends up on her chest you know what i'm talking about in justice league
0: oh yeah yeah.
1: where he kind of zooms over and ends up on her chest she refused to shoot that because it's inappropriate and stupid no sense in being in the movie and her stunt double actually had to shoot that scene mm-hmm. if you watch it close enough she's not even looking at the camera. or wonder woman in that scene stuff like that and uh cyborg's complete backstory being cut out, you know, of Justice League, because Snyder has openly come out and said many times that Cyborg's whole arc was the heart of the story in his version, and they completely removed it and you know, added some lines to him that were quite racist and stuff too. Like, I know it's one of Cyborg's main uh, lines is booyah in the comics, but to really force that shot at the end, the booyah, you know, It's, it just doesn't sit well with me and these guys, the way they act, like I'm, I'm really proud of Ray. And I think that everything he's doing on Twitter, like there's the hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher out right now. I think it's, it's great. And I think that he's going to win this battle with Warner Brothers.
0: I mean, um, it's unfortunate that stuff like this has to happen when he's like an up and coming actor and this is like his first Mm -hmm. big, big break. You know, he's got a right to voice his opinion Just like everybody else does But, um You know, there's things we don't know behind the scenes, right? And, um It's true You have to take that as a You know, you, you can't dismiss it What what does he have to gain if he's lying? He's not Because he, I've seen people say, like, he's like, like, oh, he should just shut up and take his paycheck And leave it alone And it's like, well I mean, there's also obligation as a human being To, like, stand up for what's right Which makes sense But, um at the same time, you know, it's uh, shitty timing because he is a good yep. actor and uh, he's got to deal with stuff like this. And, and he, it wasn't just him. We didn't like Ben Affleck and them also kind of con- – and even Wonder Woman, uh, Gal Gadet. She even talked about how, like, it was kind of a toxic environment on set, did they not? Yeah. So, I mean, yep. when you got more than one person endorsing – the Ray Fisher and of, of what he's saying. Obviously, something's got to give, and I've heard nothing but bad things. And not to not to not to personally attack anybody because it's not our place to do so. But I mean, when you have that many opinions c- coming against somebody, something does have to give. Yeah, I
1: agree, 100. percent There's a funny video of Ben Affleck on YouTube, and it's him talking about his experience on Batman v Superman versus Justice League, and it's really funny how how quickly his face changed. He's like, you know, with Batman, Superman, uh, and Zack Snyder, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And then, all of a sudden, his face just completely drops. And he's like, and with Justice League, you know, we they wanted me back as the character. And it was, you know... That's <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say about that. It's like, oh, God. And, and you know, Ben, I think we're going to see more of him, too. Like, we know we're seeing him in the Flash movie. and You know, what a world, man, where you get to see Keaton's Batman back... Robert Pattinson eventually here, and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, how how excited are you for this whole Flash multiverse movie
0: thing? Um, it's all right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. As much as I liked Michael Keaton's or Michael Keaton's Batman, it was it was practically a no thought to me until it was brought up. It's not like I was anticipating this for years. Oh, I wish Keaton would come back. Like this was a no thought until it was brought up, and it's like instead of being like whoa it was more like okay just just like just like just like lex Luthor and uh jesse eisenberg you went, yeah. you went, zod's buddy okay you know like that's pretty much what it is you know like, like it's just whatever yeah. cool <laughs> but, I, I, but to tell you the truth with where we're at and what we saw in bvs and how badass batfleck is i want to see much more of that at this point And you will see that in the
1: Snyder Cut for sure. Will we see it going forward in the DCU? I'm going to tell you something, man. Something I I have not told you yet. And this this may not sit well with you, but I Uh think you might agree with me as well. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I have kind of written off the DCEU. The thing that we all started with with Snyder. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know how we had Man of Steel. We had the original Wonder Woman movie the original um, Batman v. Superman, right? That was the, kind of the lineup there. And then Justice League was the start of where the whole shift came. These movies that came after Justice League, like Shazam, uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman 1984, these movies, to me, comp- Birds of Prey, complete write-offs. And the future of the DCEU... I'm not really excited for it. I'm here for Batman 2022. I'm here for whatever else we see of Snyder. Man of Steel 2. that's too. the vision. Man of Steel 2, maybe with J.J. J. Abrams, right, at the helm. Things like that. Like, show me what DC is supposed to be. I don't want to see this bright future of, you know, elaborate universe that we're never going to see together. You know?
0: Yeah, I, um... I give them respect for at least trying to do their own thing and not quite emulate Marvel quite as much. Mm -hmm. But perhaps their best move would have been to kind of copy Marvel a bit because it just works so well, the formula, you know? Yeah.
1: They tried to copy Marvel after they decided to go a different direction in the first place. Like, we're going to release these dark Snyder movies. Actually, no. Let's not, let's do Marvel, but let's make it funnier. Yeah, <laughs> And it just did not
0: work, right? Like, we saw what happened. It was awful. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but um, fingers crossed, you know, it is what yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, I'm going to watch the Flash movie. I'm, that's the only one I'm really excited for, to be honest with you. I, I like the new suit idea. I like that it's the director of IT, like the IT franchise. I like that guy a lot. He's got some really cool shots in that movie. Yeah, he does, actually. That'll be interesting. It will be, for sure. And I think the whole idea of the multiverse is a great idea. I'm not going to direct your episode here, but I just uh, I want to touch on the multiverse for Marvel, what your thoughts are on that with the the three Spider-Men being announced. Um, Just quick, we don't got to stay on Marvel too long. I, just, I get curious about that.
0: No, I hear you. Uh, it's... It's interesting. Again, the Andrew Garfield one, it was like the key it was like the Keaton thing. It, it was a no thought to me when that series okay. ended. So now that yeah. now that Garfield's coming back, it's like okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I'm stoked that uh we get to see Toby Maguire again. Like that's the Spider Man that I grew up with as far as I'm concerned. And yeah. um you know i i'm not like 100 percent sold on tom holland I, I i he's a great actor especially after watching that movie uh devil all the time he was good in that movie mm-hmm. he really showed me like his diverse sort of versatile um acting abilities so i definitely yeah. am on board with holland as an actor but still as spider-man i don't know it's just uh, it's just a personal choice hey like you don't have to agree with me like if you like him you like him great and i like him obviously as a person and an actor but the spider-man thing i just was never fully sold on that's all but toby Maguire, yeah he was the guy i always identified with as spider-man and he played it to a t in my opinion and to have him come back almost like in a same sort of sense like we saw in the spider-verse um into the spider-verse mm-hmm. like miles morales and peter b parker um that would be interesting to see you know in some kind of a mentorship role or some kind of a team-up role absolutely i'm on board with that yeah, and no, and disrespect to Garfield either. Like he's a good actor, and I actually don't mind his Spider Man either. So seeing him back is like cool, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. I will say that you know the general consensus online is this movie is packed. It is packed with people. So will it work? Because sometimes you get that you run into that problem with a lot of actors. Too much. And, but Marvel, Marvel has proven with endgame and infinity war that you can fit any
0: actors you want in a movie and it'll work it's an ensemble right you have all these big time actors on one screen it was a lot to digest especially with like infinity war and endgame because there's so many storylines to follow you kind of forget the other one when it goes off screen right Mm-hmm. So it's always yeah. a risky business But I mean Marvel plays it to a T So you can't be really concerned with whatever they have planned Because everything they've done works So, Except yeah. for the Thor series wasn't very good That's the only thing they might have screwed up on. And Iron Man 3
1: <laughs> Yeah I, And you know what I tried watching Their, their new uh,
0: shows Coming out here mm-hmm. And I, I started WandaVision And it's not
1: exactly for me Personally I'm going to finish it Because I want to know it's apparently going to lead into the Doctor Strange movie, so
0: okay. I'll
1: probably watch it and just kind of get an idea of which direction they're going. But I don't know. It's 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 like Marvel can predict the future because they decide to go to TV for Disney Plus, and then the pandemic hits, and they're still putting out crazy content. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it's it's pretty impressive. Kevin Feige, Ben Affleck actually talked about Kevin Feige, and he said that fucking guy knows his audience. His <laughs> audience. That's yeah. said Work for work
0: No, that's That's respectful man oh. That's awesome Yeah Anyways Brim That's all we have time for today Alright I, I appreciate you coming on As always Um We Push. will have you on again If you had any doubt otherwise You bastard mm-hmm. <laughs> No I'm just I kidding I have one request I have one
1: request
0: What's that? Uh for, for my grand return here On your show
1: Am I gonna get Your little Shatter the glass Intro thing that you got going on on your TikToks and stuff. You gonna put that at the end of the podcast?
0: Oh, of course. That's that's uh yeah. that's our trademark, Brem.
1: Yeah, I want to like introduce the end of the episode, you know. So like, I want it to be like, without further ado, this is the end of the podcast, and then have that thing come in.
0: Perfect. You know, and that's also a reminder, guys, to check out our TikTok videos and our new funny videos. Brem can attest to that. Uh, we've taken more of a funnier funny approach to this. Uh, podcasts what with arts and entertainment and whatnot we want to entertain you guys as best as we possibly can and uh, you'll be seeing brem's face actually in some of those videos coming up here soon so um be sure to look at our uh tiktok here and have a few laughs or two and uh without further ado let's take this over to brem to lead off our show all right
1: and uh this is the end of shadow the glass and you've been uh you've been I've with brennan and uh here's the outro